Oh yeah, I like the sound of that, and I know that you're gonna like the sound of it too. This is The Manny Wolf Show, where I pull no punches, I don't hold back in my conversations with some of the most interesting minds on the planet. So, put us in your ear, turn the volume up, and hang on for another episode. Looks like we are live once again. Today, my guest is Heidi Solomon. Heidi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you going? I'm going well. Thank you very much. I'm looking down as I do because I need to set up a couple of things on my phone to further broadcast this out to different locations. So my audience is probably pretty trained to expect that from me. If you could just give me one second. I'm good. (laughs) Okay. Um, And I am very curious to dive in today because... You are a a psychosomatic therapist. Yes, true. Meaning, okay, just a second. Let's get that watch party going. There we are. Come on, watch party. Meaning that um, you have a form of therapy that deals with both the body and the mind. Yes. And I'm, so. and I'm going to want to know more about that. It was interesting to me to learn that because um, I guess in my late 30s, maybe my early, early 40s, um, I went to a therapist not knowing she was a, a somatic therapist, or I, I guess, strictly speaking, she was psychosomatic um, because she used multiple modalities, but one of them was somatic. I got... I felt the most value and, and in fact, to the extent that I coach people today, I use ideas from somatic therapy. I, I, I learn about what people are going through by talking to them about the feelings in their body. And I, so it was very powerful for me. It was a very, um, it was a very impactful experience. Now, Anyone who watches this show knows or listens to this show knows that I I don't really vet the guests too much ahead of time. And (laughs) and there's a reason for that. It's because I like to find out right before we start. So you had been great at following up (laughs) prior to this interview. And I think I had done a good job of sort of keeping you at bay so that I didn't know too much about you. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, let's start first then with um, uh, how you came to study and learn about psychosomatic therapy. What does it mean to you? Sure. So um, the reason why I started um, studying psychosomatics um, is actually a very personal reason. I am a biomedical engineer. So this is what I graduated from uni as. And then I worked um, in different uh, places um, um, and I specialized in heart. So I was a heart technician. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, and then life happened. As it does. I, yes. Does, <laughs> yes. So I ended up with um, severe depression and anxiety for many years. And then um, I was diagnosed with MS multiple sclerosis and I was sick with multiple sclerosis for five years so um, I was incapacitated in so many different ways Mm -hmm. I couldn't walk properly I couldn't um, I couldn't see properly my left eye had an optic nerve damage I couldn't um, 
use the bathroom. I had uh, incontinence. I was wearing nappies and I was, um, I couldn't find my balance. So I needed to hold on things and I couldn't walk anyway. And I wasn't eating solids and, um, and I um, lost my speech. I lost my voice. So it's pretty much all of it. <laughs> there wasn't a whole a whole lot left. Like a sense of smell, I guess. You know <laughs> that could have been taken. <laughs> so um, I remember in my last attack when I lost my voice because that was the last thing the doctor told me that in my next attack it's going to be my diaphragm and my lungs. Wow. So my diaphragm is going to stop working. It's going to stop going up and down, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to have a lung collapse and I'm going to die. So that was the end of it. Yeah, till. I was one day in a hospital and a lady, random person, asked me a question. Why did you choose MS? Did you get mad? I was mad and I wanted to punch her face in. I wanted yeah. to swear at her. I wanted to, I wanted to um, yell out, but I could not speak and yeah. I could not move. I was very weak. I couldn't speak or move. I couldn't get it out of bed. So, so I um, I searched and I started um, the journey of my life. And um, and then I found that people choose their own disease subconsciously, yeah, not knowingly. And uh, people actually have the um, the ability to feel better, to be better by eliminating so many different factors from their life. And one of the most important factors is fear. So the idea that we have the power to change, even these things that, that are sort of typically presented to us as external effects and things that we don't have power over, this is not... Um, as revolutionary and controversial an idea, although it certainly makes people upset if they have some affliction to be told that it's something, you know, uh, victim story stuff is, is maybe we'll get into that later in the, in the conversation. But the idea that we choose it, I really want to open this up since I have you here and talk about this. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Thank you, Annie. Okay. Um, all right. So let, let me explain it to you in really simple terms. We are not just this body. Right. Okay. So if you think you are this body, then, then you have no idea who you are and what you are made out of. Okay. We are, in essence, pure consciousness. I'm open to this. Uh, if you noticed me sort of reflecting, it's it's because I just finished reading a book by John Asaraf where he takes this down to a very compelling and convincing level of, of scientific reductionism down to what he calls the zero-point energy field. And so it's, it's, it's so funny. This is, again, this is why I don't vet my guests first. Right. <laughs> because I would never be able to be as sort of delightfully surprised as I am in this moment. And I get to go sort of like to the universe. Oh, yeah, of course, this is what Heidi's talking about, because I was just learning about this, you yeah. know. Um, 
so the 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 pause that you felt for me is not a pause of what a load of crap. It's a pause of uh oh, <laughs> you you sassy little universe you. So um uh I I know or that is to say I believe deeply that that is yes. the case. Um yeah. I don't want to stop your flow, but I do have a question if you if you're okay with me just sort of jumping so, in. Right. The big question and the big challenge and the big piece for me is what I'll describe as sort of finding that line or finding that demarcation, finding that drop off, whatever it is, there's there's a place in my knowing where I go, yeah, totally. John Asaraf is right. Heidi Solomon is right. Buddha is right. And then there's that place that I can't really tell when I cross over where it's like I'm just back in the physical. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Um, so do you meditate? I do. And I've just started using binaural beats, by the way. Good on you. Okay. Uh, it, it ain't bad. For those of you listening, if you haven't tried this yet, you want to experience something that feels like, it feels like cellular regeneration is what it feels like to me. I come out of 45 to 60 minutes with binaural beats and I'm just like, oh, wow. And I thought it, by the way, guys, ladies, I thought it was a bunch of hippie hogwash. I did. I thought, oh, what a crock of crap. <laughs> okay. And then I tried it and, and I am 100% a convert. So I do meditate and I do do it now with binaural beats. Um, continue, please. Have you ever felt in your meditation that sense of nothingness? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. You know, I, 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 I know that that's sort of like, it's like one of the crown jewels of meditation, right? It's one of these things that we're supposed to be able to attain. My honest answer is I, I'm not sure. That's okay. It, it's a good place to be not sure. Because okay. <laughs> uh, open, <laughs> that means you're open to all options and that's perfect. Um, yeah. That place of nothingness is a place of um, total bliss. Now, when we say bliss, mm -hmm. who is experiencing bliss? Are you asking or is that rhetorical? I'm asking you. If we say bliss, what is bliss and who is experiencing bliss? Is it your body? Oh, is I see. Once again, I don't know. That's that's uh, that's intriguing. Um, I take it that you have a different definition of bliss than perhaps the common definition. And I take it that you're sort of setting this up to give a new definition. Is that right? Um, well, everybody's definition of bliss is theirs and that's, and that's very personal and, and oh, okay. beautiful. Okay. What I, yeah, what I want to, um, say is that we are consciousness mm -hmm. and consciousness is just the ability to observe. Okay. Okay. So if I ask you now, close your, close your eyes. Okay. And notice your tongue in your mouth? Yes. Try to look at your tongue in your mouth from the back of your tongue. 
Okay. Okay, open your eyes now. Who is watching? Again, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I, you mean that metaphysically, right? You mean it in a sort of a super sense. Um, I uh, let me contribute this. I hope it's a contribution. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recently had someone on the the program, and I wish I could remember who, so I could credit them. But they were making the differentiation, the distinction between um, mind and brain. And, and I had always sort of used them interchangeably, which I, I suspect many people do. But he said that the mind is the part that can look down and see the brain thinking. And I feel like you're moving in that direction here. Yes. Okay. So okay. the mind and the brain. Brain is a cellular, is, is an organism. The brain is nothing but an organism. Right. Okay. And that organism, you can take part of it and we can look at under the microscope and we mm -hmm. can see the cell. Yeah. Right. Mind, you can't. Right. So mind, you cannot contain it in a container. Okay. So your, your body and my body are the same. Mm -hmm. You have the same cell structure. I have the same cell structure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The mind now, the, this, this is where it gets really tricky. The mind is very different because the mind is the willpower, the, the way you think. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what you want to think, what you choose to think, it's got your limiting beliefs. It's got your, um, it's got everything you know about what is right and what's wrong. Okay. So your identity, uh, your, your sort of, is the mind the part of us that experiences reality subjectively? Um, it's more than that, isn't it? It's bigger than yeah. that, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. It's bigger than that. Okay, yeah. but the thing is, because I was sick, because I was not aware of that mind, body, and spirit mm -hmm. connection. Yeah. Because remember how I told you what we are made out of and who we are is very, very different. Yeah. So we are pure consciousness. Mm -hmm. We are the ability to observe. We are the ability to experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. And yeah. I am made of, and you are made of mind, body, and spirit. Mind is um is the driving factor is is what gets you motivated it what is what uh, makes you sad it's what makes you sick so when you when you give these examples of things that are the mind i can't help but notice that that it's almost as though because of the things you're citing you're suggesting that perhaps the mind is is a, a detriment somehow yes Really? So the mind is not a detriment. It's um, it's it's the kind of relationship you really want to build in this life. Okay. If you want to, if you want to master yourself, mm -hmm. you need to master the relationship you have with your own mind. So are you then, when you give the, when you cite these things that the mind is, do you mean sort of? 
for most people in their sort of default operational mode? Because the mind has the potential to be much more than that, does it not? Yes, it is. So, okay. so let me, okay. yeah. So, so now, now, mm-hmm. um, have you ever made sure that your heart is pumping at a specific rate? All the time, of course. No, just kidding. <laughs> as soon as I get off this call, that's what I'm going to go do. <laughs> yes, as you do, huh? Yeah, as one does. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I mean, is- I mean, so so like exercising, right? And you want to stay within a certain certain heart rate zone, but beyond that, no. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure you're not aware of what is your cardiac output at the moment and right. what is and, and how many gallons of blood is your kidney filtering or any of right. that? Not aware right. of any of that. That is all happening subconsciously. Sure. That is sure. all happening when you're not aware of it. So, so how is it that we feel a feeling or we have an emotion that comes to our body and then we dismiss it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah. then we blame the body for it. That's where I'd like some clarification. So it, it comes, we dismiss it, but then we blame the body for it? Like, like for example, um, I, I, like I have a gush of emotions that come to me and then I call it, I call it sad. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I blame the body. I blame this body for feeling sad. The body is not feeling sad. That's an interesting. That's an interesting way to look at at the the sort of moving through of an emotional state. The yeah. the idea of blaming the body for it. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure I quite wrap my head around the blaming the body language. Hey, Manny here. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the importance of growing your own personal brand and your own audience. In this day and age, if you do business on social media or on the internet in general. You need to be focused on your personal brand. And your personal brand is a function of what people say, think, and feel about you behind your back. And that's where we can come in and help you tremendously. So I'd like to invite you to go over to my website, mannywolf.com, where you can either schedule a call with me or my team, or you can learn about the ways that we can help you to grow your audience powerfully and quickly. In this day and age, content is absolutely king. And if you don't have a content strategy, you can't expect big results. And what we do is we help you with powerful, powerful content strategies. In short, we can put you everywhere all the time without you doing hardly any work. Sounds kind of cool, right? If you'd like to learn more, head over to mannywolf.com and either book a call or look into one of the ways that we have already prepared to help you rapidly grow your audience, grow your trust, your authority, your personal brand, and of course, through all of those things, grow your business. All right, now back to the show. But I do want to hear where you're going with this. So unless you need to clarify, let's just move on. Yeah, okay. So I will clarify simply. Um, An emotion, an emotion is is a wave of energy. Emotion is energy in motion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, emotion. Yeah, energy in motion. And this emotion is energy that comes to our body. And then Mm -hmm. if we aren't able to process it, if we aren't able to to 
um, do something with it, it's going to sit there. So yes. anger is going to come and sit. Peace is going to come and sit. Right. If I don't process it properly, if I don't know how to process it, mm -hmm. then it's going to sit here. And one emotion after one emotion after one emotion, that becomes a stack of anger. Mm -hmm. And then later on in life, all of a sudden you have cancer. And they say, why did I get cancer? You got mm -hmm. cancer because you trapped your sadness, you trapped your anger in your in your tissues. And this is why we say your issues are on your tissues. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So is this is this another way of of conceptualizing um the the idea that everything is a frequency, right? Everything is a frequency. I feel like that's been proven enough times that we don't have to vet that idea here between us, right? I, I think we're A, in agreement on that. And I think B, there's plenty of um, of, uh, of uh, peer-reviewed science to, to back that up. So we're good there. <laughs> you know? So is that kind of what we're talking about? I mean, I know that, I know a couple of things about... <clears throat> how the uh, the nervous system works in the hypothalamus and and cell walls i do i can speak with some informedness on those things and so i understand how um how we get sort of and i say this as a as a like in quotes addicted to certain feelings because there's a relationship between the cell walls and the hypothalamus right and the and the peptides that the hypothalamus releases they they it'll release more of the peptides that have docs in the cell wall and that process is the process that allows us to filter for information that supports our worldview which our worldview really is nothing more than the intellectualization of an emotional belief am i tracking that right Perfect. Spot on. Well, well, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and so the, so what you're talking about is is sort of another way of talking about that process, right? Yes, this is exactly that same process. Look, it's, okay. it's the exact same way to explain the one thing. And the yeah. one thing is that we are beyond this body. Yeah. And what is happening to this body? <clears throat> Not something that is random. It's all chosen. Let's break down the word chosen, though, a little bit, because I yes. feel like. No, I don't feel like I know when you get into that level of what I might call radical self-accountability. People get upset. Right. And that's fine. <laughs> well, it's interesting because if I'm tracking the, the whole sort of it's like a Mobius strip loop, right? It just keeps going around on itself. Because yes. if you get upset when you're told that you're choosing this, what that means is you're getting upset with your story, which your story, again, is nothing more than your hypothalamus and your cell walls and, and, and that process. Yes. Um, you're getting upset that someone's calling you on your story. When you say that it's a, that it's a choice, you're saying, yes. in effect the power is in you. You have the authority to change the narrative. Yes, 
this is really is so it's become interesting on one more level for me which is the level of my fascination with stories right you see in marketing storytelling is so hot and in all over the internet storytelling is so hot but i don't think people really understand how storytelling lives at the cellular level inside of us and i think that's a, that's a bit of what you're talking about here isn't it so yes so do you think we have stories then that we're just not at all aware of but that are crucial to the outcomes of our life yes so the thing is that made me um made me aware of where i was when i was very sick is that I was running a, a perfect victim story. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. I loved victim. I was so indulged in victim. Feels so good. It does, it does. It, does. it, did, it did feel very good, yeah? And it yeah. felt like, and, and for some reason, it felt good to the extent that it felt like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your victimhood. So there's the piece about identity is really fascinating, right? Yes. Because it's it seems as though it's far easier and more comfortable. Um, and I'm thinking of the analogy of the frog in the hot water that just stays there. It seems like it's easier to adopt and more comfortable to live within uh, an identity, which is just a collection of stories that is detrimental to us than it is to forge an identity that is beneficial to us. Yes. So far, I feel like uh, I, I'm going to pat myself on the back because I feel like I'm tracking what you're <laughs> saying. <laughs> um, so you got to, you got to help us get out of this because now we're stuck. We're, we're caught mm -hmm. between the devil and the deep blue sea. And apparently the devil in the deep blue sea lives somewhere between the hypothalamus and the cell walls. <laughs> yes, and what's in between is is the mind. Ah, okay. All right, I'm putting my, my smoothie back down now. So the mind then, is the mind then, is it fair to say it's like, the interface. No, it's not exactly the interface. It's the, there's an analogy right here at the tip of my fingers. Um, it, it's like, the mind is the, it's like, damn it, it's so close. I, I have it, I know it. Hold on, give me a second here. So, if the mind is what exists between the, the, the hypothalamus, which could, we could also call, it's just like, it's just a belief and story and feeling reinforcement device, right? And then the cell walls, which are sort of where the beliefs and feelings and stories reside. So they're produced here, they're, they reside here. In between is the mind. And so that's almost like the space between the two things is quantum is that right too okay so quantum is the space between any two things okay oh. so, so let me 
Yeah, yeah. All right, okay, Mrs. So Smarty Pants. <laughs> okay, I'll explain it in, in very simple terms. I would appreciate every, that. Yes, every <laughs> everything that happens, okay, yeah. has different facets. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's say, let's talk about, um, let's talk about the coronavirus. Okay, let's. Okay, so this coronavirus is a thing. Yeah. It's not good, it's not bad. There is nothing, um, there is no label on it. The label we put on it is a choice, is a personal choice. Okay. So Heidi can say, oh, I love coronavirus. It's actually made me, made me a lot stronger, made me a lot better. You know, I am, I've got so much time on my hand. I've connected to my family very well. I, um, I did yeah, finish two courses in this time. Mm -hmm. I'm doing so well. Huh? Yeah. Someone else who is looking at this such as such a um, dilemma, we're not able to go out. We lost our jobs. We can't do this. We can't do that. I lost my parents to this. You know, that's yeah. a bad thing for them. Mm -hmm. It's all a choice, Fanny. It's all a choice. Yeah. I am choosing to look at the neutral thing the way I want to choose to look at it. So right. the mind, the muscle, yeah. I train, I train that muscle. I make it work for me. Yes. And in essence, people talk about the law of attraction, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This is the law of attraction. You train your muscle to feel and think in a way you will attract more of things mm -hmm. that will serve that purpose. It's like exactly what I was attracting when I was feeling like a victim. Right. You victim? Really? Take some more. Yeah, exactly. You want some more victim? There you go. So, so go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so I was going from one disease to the other. Yeah. Successfully. Successfully. Yeah, that's funny. That's a good way to look at it. Um, Diligently. Yeah, yeah. You were, Still, you were, you were going to be the best at it that you could be. I was the best at yeah. it as I could, and and I could have done even better, till I was put on pause mm -hmm. by choice. Mm -hmm. Okay, because I was asked this question, and I thought, oh, what does that mean? Does that mean that I have chosen this? Right. <clears throat> And if how I do you even to... how do you even wrap your head around an idea like that? So I searched. Okay, I sat down and I googled on my phone. Mm -hmm. My my right hand was working. My left hand wasn't, but my right hand was. So yeah. I sat down and I googled. Okay, yeah. I thought, okay, can people can people actually heal from chronic illnesses like cancers, like MS, like like like? Yes, they can. Mm -hmm. How? much of a choice does a person have in attracting their own disease? And then I found Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. I found John D. Martini. Yeah. I found these other doctors from, from Egypt as well. That guy that helped me in the beginning, his name mm -hmm. is Dr. Ahmed Imar. So I found these people and they were all saying the same thing. You think, if, you think and feel in a way, you will keep thinking and feeling in a way and things yeah. will happen to you that will make you think and feel in that way. Yeah. To validate you. Right. Yeah. Because, because 
we are, I used to think we were validation seeking machines, but the interesting twist is I now believe that we are validation creating machines. Yes. Right. And, and um, if the mind of the subconscious can absorb, I, I've heard it quoted at different things, but let's say it's 200 million bits of information per second, which is the one I hear the most often. And the conscious mind can only process 4,000 bits of information per second. By the way, for those of you listening, if if you're tracking with us, I first want to say if you're if you're only listening and not watching, if you're listening to the podcast, Heidi is using both of her hands perfectly. <laughs> she she appears to have healed completely, um, and she has Heidi. You have an amazing spark about you. You have an incredible presence and energy. Your smile is it, it warms me up. Thank um, you. But I say all that just so that the people who only have the benefit of audio understand, right? You're not you're not someone who doesn't look like they're thriving. So that's important. Yeah. <laughs> but the um it, it helps to give if the if the subconscious brain can process, you know, let's call it like five orders of magnitude more information at a time than the conscious brain. It's it's a huge variance. Uh, that would explain why the hypothalamus is there to do what it does. We we have to have heuristics on every level. Is that is that right so far? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. And so, um, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there. I got all excited. Um, <laughs> But the, the, some of the heuristics are, well, I guess in one, from one perspective, all of the heuristics sort of manifest as stories, right? And you, you were, it's funny listening to you because it feels like at a, at a point in time, you were going to be the best damn victim you could be. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Until it got... You know, you had that question, which was, I would say that question from that stranger felt like um, uh, sort of a pattern interrupt from the universe, right? Mm. Um, let's do this, though. I think we've explored this in a very kind of interesting and meaty way. But now I want to zoom back to the thousand foot view with you. Mm -hmm. Do you think I have a theory that... There are all these things that I sort of think of as, as cosmic jokes sewn into the human experience. And one of the ones that keeps coming up over and over again in my interviews and my conversations is the idea that the sort of the drives, the things that were encoded into us that got us to where we are um, can flip on us. Right, they can flip on us and sort of inhibit us from going further. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're a therapist, you've probably worked with and encountered people who created or enlarged parts of themselves to survive. For instance, under the thumb of a narcissist, or, or um, in my own case, I sort of had no, uh, no meaningful protection or parenting in a, in a real sort of contained way. I was a really wild kid and I, you know, I ran around the streets and got in all kinds of trouble. 
much of it life and death. And what happened was, uh, particularly, I think, in the absence of a strong father figure, we we will react in a in a few predictable ways, right? You can you can sort of count the maybe the five most common reactions to lack of a father figure. Mine was to sort of get really big, get really aggressive, get really violent, um, because I was just running around in a dangerous, dangerous area. And it seemed to me, looking back, like it would have been my father's job to either teach me how to throw a punch or to tell me who to, you know, look for and who to look out for and things like that. That seems like the dad's role. Um, and so my reaction was to become, I think of it as like, uh, like there was this animal inside me. And he saved my life many, many times. And so he deserves to be honored. But then as I came out of that period in my life, I had not done anything, no ritual, no sort of anything at all to, to integrate or to manage that side of me, right? But life changed around me and now it was not appropriate anymore to be this sort of like, you know, snarling animal all the time. And so the very thing that saved my life through an early part of my trajectory became a hindrance later. And I feel like I feel like this relationship between the hypothalamus and the cell walls that we're talking about is sort of like that, right? We have we have these drives in us and these things in us that that evolutionarily have got us to this point in our progress, but now we've got to figure out a new way to sort of engage with them because what got us here is slowing us down from getting there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we're at the thousand foot view. We're maybe at a bottleneck, perhaps a bottleneck. It might be a dramatic way to put it, but we're at some sort of a turning point in our evolution. Does that feel true to you? Yes. Um, do you mean with the um, current circumstances and situation? I think the current circumstances act as a magnifying glass or a sort of a windshield wiper on a dirty windshield or something like that. Um, so I'll say yes, sort of. I don't think it was like we were fine, then the coronavirus, then, oh shit, we all have to figure this stuff out. I think it's a lot of stuff that we needed to have brought front and center. And for the most part, we don't look at the important but not urgent stuff until it becomes urgent. Yes. Yeah. And so... Um, I feel like, you know, that's one of the functions of the coronavirus or whatever, you know, call it whatever it would be that comes along and sort of shocks the whole world into focusing. But my question to you is, how do we start to integrate? How do we start to sort of make that funny little like Aikido switch of the energy um, or whatever it is? And... And uh, and get around that 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 catch point where where the thinking and the behavior and the belief and the stories that got us here helped us to get here are now slowing us down from the next leg. Um, to slow us down or to make the process faster is not the actual issue, because sometimes. 
you mm-hmm. need to slow down. That question was when that lady asked me that question, I needed to be at the mm-hmm. lowest I needed to be at the yeah. lowest of my Yeah. Because I knew because I used to get an attack every three, four months. Okay. So I knew that I have three to four months mm-hmm. and I was gone. Yeah. So I was thinking this, if this lady was right, if there is any truth in what she's saying, mm-hmm. and I have chosen this for myself, then I will be crazy not to unchoose it mm-hmm. and look after my kids. Yeah. I have two beautiful lovely daughters and I'm a single mom, so I'm looking after them and they live with me. So I need to be the, the, the parent yeah. that they need. So how am I going to do that when I am a vegetable on the couch? Right. Yeah. So I, this, the, the idea that I could have chosen this for myself came to me and I was thinking, how did I do that? And, and why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So finding the right answer took a long time. I, I'm sure. Okay? Yeah. And, and, and it, it wasn't being fast or being slow that actually served me. It was, it was the truth that served me. Yeah. So I believe that in this point of time, let's talk about the truth. Let's find the truth. Mm-hmm. So, and so what does that process look like? That process looks like, forget the names, forget the tags, and look at the event as a raw, neutral event. Okay. And then... Let's make a meaning out of it. So it doesn't mean that it's like, I, I like to think of, of, um, of the human being, mm-hmm. okay? Like the clear sky. My coach always tells me this, but the human being, Heidi, you are like the clear sky. It's beautiful, it's clear. And then comes some wind, comes some cloud, some rain, all of these are natural um, circumstances. They are called thoughts and feelings, emotions. They come and they, it doesn't mean that the sky is not clear still, it is. Mm-hmm. They come and they go and they leave and then the sky is clear again. So what is happening in the world right now? What is happening in everybody's world? Remember that you are clear, you're beautiful. You are nothing but consciousness you are just observing and whatever comes through you can call it any name you like Mm -hmm. but make sure you call it a name that serves you make sure that you call it a name that will make you grow and with any growth comes pain i remember my kids when they were growing Mm -hmm. and the teeth you know when they're teething it's it's like it hurts physically hurts Mm -hmm. so does growth any kind of growth physically hurts. Yeah, I agree. I think that that's important to understand and not to shy away from. Yes. I also believe that we can we can come to a point where 
we can seek the growth and the wisdom and the lessons and the insight with less pain than during the part of our growth and our evolution where we're not sort of consciously going after it. But I do agree it it it, it growth is an uncomfortable process. Yeah. I want to do this since we're coming to the coming up to time here. I want to um I want to first I want to thank you very very much for joining me today. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, you had to get up very early for this conversation, didn't you? It's, uh, no, it's, it's okay. It's six o'clock. Oh, that, that's insanely early, by the way, in case you're wondering. That's, <laughs> that's, that's crazy people early. Uh, so thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. I want to suggest that people, if they'd like to continue this conversation or learn more, uh, just to go find you directly and reach out to you. Uh, and do she and I one favor. If you're not friends with her, don't just send her a friend request because here's the problem with that. Everybody gets tons of them every day and there's no way to identify who's coming in for what reason. So send a message and specify that you heard her on the Manny Wolf show. And that way I, uh, I'm putting her on the spot here, but that way I'm sure she'll reach out and talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <Annie. laughs> You're very welcome. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to leave people with? Um. I like to leave people with um, knowing that if you feel down or if you feel discouraged or if you feel like this is um, this is bad time or, you know, how are we going to come out of this and what's going to happen and whatever it is, okay? Mm -hmm. If you feel in doubt, this is all normal. This is all natural, okay? You are not meant to understand everything that is happening around you. You're not meant to know all the answers for all the questions you have. You're not meant to. Be kind to yourself. Have compassion to who you are. Love yourself, okay, unconditionally. And remember that um, always to find the truth in whatever it is that you're facing. Because some truths are not, um, are not pronounced enough so that we actually take it in as a truth. Sometimes it's in disguise. And therefore, it's very important to find what is the truth in the information you're gathering or whatever it is that's going to make you feel better. So the truth is very important. And as they say, the truth will set you free. It is 100% true. And um, find, find peace in the chaos is, is a hard job, mm -hmm. but it's, it's the job of a strong um, mind. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank you. It's it's been a pleasure connecting with you today. Thank you, Manny. Thank you so much. You have a lovely day. You too. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Manny Wolf Show. If you know someone that you'd love to have me interview, please go to my website at mannywolf.com. That's M-A-N-N-Y-W-O-L-F-E.com and submit them as a potential guest. We love to bring guests on that our audience wants to hear from. So please help us to find the best guests for you by going to mannywolf.com and submitting anyone that you have in mind to be a great guest, including yourself. And if you'd like to know more about me and what I do, please come over to Facebook and join my group, simply called the Manny Wolf Group. If you'd like to get more into my world where we have all kinds of 
tips, trainings, valuable stuff for you to help you get better at growing your brand and your audience, please come and join the Manny Wolf Group on Facebook. Until our next episode, I'll see you.